0: Hello, so my name is John, and I've been coming to the temple now for nearly six months. Before that, I had spent a couple of years learning about Hinduism, which basically teaches the same thing as Buddhism. Namely, that ignorance of our true nature and our worldly attachments are responsible for our suffering, and that a central practice to discover our true nature and alleviate that suffering is meditation. So it was no surprise that the first time that I attended a Sunday Dharma service and chanted the Ilwan Song vow, I recognized some familiar concepts such as permanence and impermanence. But I was surprised and delighted to see the word spontaneous. I'm a scientist, and in my field, physical chemistry, the concept of spontaneous events is very important. Thermodynamics, which isn't a word that you would normally hear in the Dharma Hall, but thermodynamics teaches that when the conditions are right for something to happen, then it will simply happen. It teaches that the universe must be treated as a dynamic whole, where aspects of that whole are continually changing due to energy flowing from high to low, ever striving for harmony and equilibrium. A kind of cosmic dance following simple laws or universal principles. As the Song vow reminds us, one of one Buddhism's threefold practices is to master human affairs and universal principles. But what does this mean? And that's what I want to talk about today. And in doing so, I'll introduce a central concept of Taoism. Because Master Sotisan considered Shakyamuni Buddha as his teacher, most of the concepts we learn about in Won buddhism tend to use Buddhist ideas and terminology. But One-Buddhism isn't just Buddhism. During a recent meditation, I was contemplating what my senses were detecting. And I realized, oh, it's all energy and information. This sent me on a quest that somehow ended up with me listening to an hour-long narration of an English translation of the Tao Te Ching, which means the classic book of the supreme reality, Tao, and its perfect manifestation, the, or the classic of the way and its power. This is a short book of 81 verses written about 2,500 years ago in a very engaging, poetic style. And it had me at the first verse. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The unnameable is the eternally real. Naming is the origin of all particular things free from desire you realize the mystery caught in desire you see only the manifestations yet mystery and manifestations arise from the same source this source is called darkness darkness within darkness the gateway to all understanding. So what is the nature of this supreme reality, the Tao? One description explains that the universe creates itself out of a primary chaos of material energy organized into the cycles of yin and yang and formed into objects and lives. Here again, is that idea of a cosmic dance. In the opening verse of the doctrine of one Buddhism, Master Sotisan explains that he combined seemingly contradictory core principles from Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism. He wrote, Taoism took the way of the natural universe as its core principle and taught techniques for nourishing the nature, elucidating principally the path of tranquility and non-action. Non-action, wu-wei, also means effortless action. The Tao Te Ching frequently uses the metaphor of a flowing river. If we want to use the river to help get us from one location to another, By understanding how nature works, we can use that river effortlessly. If we are ignorant of nature's way, the Tao, we can end up wasting lots of energy and getting nowhere. We can fight the Tao or align with it. Most things in nature just do whatever is the right thing to do not because it is morally right, but because whatever happens is meant to happen. But our intellect allows us to make conscious decisions that interfere with the flow of the river. The Tao Te Ching tells us to calm and empty our minds that we may act appropriately, effortlessly and spontaneously. In other words, conduct our human affairs in accordance with nature's universal principles. This teaching from the Tao Te Ching is captured in the One Buddhism threefold study of cultivation, inquiry, and choice. A good example of this is how I ended up writing this talk. A few months ago, Reverend Wong Gong asked me to pick one sentence from the 39 verses of the doctrine of one Buddhism and write a short paragraph about it. I'd already read the first seven verses and I thought that surely I'd be able to find one sentence that stood out enough for me to write about it. But no. So I read the remaining verses And still nothing jumped out at me. I was already making a mountain out of a molehill. How am I going to do this? They say that inspiration will strike when you least expect it. Forget about it for now. When the time is right, you will know what to do almost effortlessly. So I forgot about it. After coming across the Tao Te Ching, I looked at the doctrine again. And right there, in the middle of the first verse, was Master Sotosan's comment about Taoism. I didn't think, mm, yeah, that might work. I had a deep knowing that it was the topic that I was waiting for the Tao to reveal to me. Later in the same verse, Master Sotosan writes, In the past, however, these three traditions of Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism have mainly disseminated their own doctrines. But in the future, it will not be enough to deliver the whole world through limited subjects alone. Hence, we have synthesized all these doctrines and established all courses on the basis of combining cultivation, inquiry, and choice into the ill one, one circle, and on the basis of the wholeness of spirit and flesh and the simultaneous practice of universal principles and human affairs. I'll repeat that passage. In the past, however, these three traditions of Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoism have mainly disseminated their own doctrines. But in the future, it will not be enough to deliver the whole world through limited subjects alone. Hence, we have synthesized all these doctrines and established all courses on the basis of combining cultivation, inquiry, and choice into the ill one and on the basis of the wholeness of both spirit and flesh and the simultaneous practice of universal principles and human affairs. Unexpectedly stumbling across the Tao Te Ching has given me a much greater appreciation for Master Sotosan's wonderful gift to all of us. I'd like to end with this. Master Sotasan embraced the Tao as supreme reality. So what does that mean for Ilwan and what does it mean for Dharmakaya Buddha?